I just wonder if the producers would have let him mention Morgan. Dude, they were the producers. I mean, there was a lot that happened, but they um, we'll get into it. But long story short, he after he saw my message, Evan had like a full blown breakdown and was like begging producers to let him send one later. And producers were like, no, like you missed your shot. Like you had your shot. You said no. Like you're not sending a message now. Like it's too late, bro. (laughs) And he was like very, very, very upset. (laughs) Like, Uh, okay, well, let me ask you this then. Do you agree with like Morgan? Like, would you have gotten upset too? Like, I'm trying to think. think Morgan. I think Morgan is just full of shit right now. Honestly, like I think more this she's literally we've been in each other's lives for a decade. We've been dating for five years exclusively. We live together. Our families are like we have very our lives are very much intertwined. And she's really thinking like that. He's going to dump me in a 30 second message on a reality show. Like grow the fuck up. Okay. Yeah, I think Grow that the it's fuck like up and get out of delusional fantasy like, world. I think <laughs> okay. that more than anything, be like a little more empathetic and understanding about no, the situation. This, like, I'm an, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm a little heated right now, even talking about it. Like, I don't really, I don't get heated talking about Morgan. I really don't. Like, I, you know me. I genuinely wish her well. This yeah. though pissed me off. It's like, I don't want to say, it. girl grow the fuck up and go to therapy because if you think that's fucking normal for a dude to dump his live-in girlfriend of five plus years in a 30 second message on temptation island you're fucking just as batshit insane (laughs) okay sorry i'm saying it and i'm not taking it back well that's why i feel like it's like a very like controlling situation like environment like she wants it to be known that it's over because she wants to be able to like control the situation. And yeah. I don't know. Like I, I Evan kind of met his match with her, but that's why I don't think he knew that going into it. And I think that what you said is correct. He went on that show to find a, a new you, but yeah. I don't think that Morgan's that because as much as you are like a badass bitch, you're also a very like, like understanding, loving patient. You, you were very, yeah. You were very flexible and patient with this man throughout your entire relationship. Plus, I I grew up with him. Yeah, I think (laughs) that Morgan is, like, more aggressive. And I don't think that he's ready for that. Like, you can convince yourself that, like, you know, you want to be with, like, a different type of person or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like, at the end of the day, I think that he started realizing he wasn't going to find anyone like you or he wasn't going to get away with shit anymore. Yeah. And that's where he started to panic too. Cause Morgan seems like no bullshit kind of deal. Like yeah, you're going to say this, you're going to do this. And 100%. someone like Evan can't be with someone like that because no. he's too sneaky. Like he's going to, yeah. he's not going to be able to have the freedom he had, which is not like a knock to you. Cause he was a con artist, but no, me and Morgan are just very, very different. Like, yeah, we're just very different, especially when it comes to like relationship aspects. So, and like, plus it was different too, because she had known him for such a short amount of time mm-hmm. and then they were only together barely a year in total. It's like, I met Evan when I was 19 years old. We like had gone through real tragedies and like trauma yeah. together and like, it's just a very, very different situation. So my patience with him was due to the fact that we grew up together and I I 
lived and witnessed trauma and tragedy that he'd been through. So I was letting him get away with a lot more because of the shit that I've witnessed. Right. She didn't have that, you know? So she's just like, ah, like whatever. But yeah. It was easy for you to make, like kind of make excuses because he went through a horrible, horrible, tragic experience. So it was like you were kind of waiting for him to get out of that funk that, yeah, you know, and unfortunately he couldn't. And that's sad because I think that out of everyone, he needs therapy. And I think that unfortunately, had he gotten the help he needed a while ago, he probably would be a different man today. But I agree 100%. If he would have gone to therapy a while ago, when everything first happened, he would be a different person today. And I stand by that a thousand percent. Um, so yeah, her in the confessional, not gonna lie, annoyed the shit out of me. Evan stands by the fact that he's not sending a message to me. Like he's, he makes it pretty clear to her and he's like, but the three boys did. And you can tell the tension is like really high in the room. Yeah. She's annoyed. She's very annoyed. Carl and Britt, they're snuggling up on the ottoman. And then she says some weird ass shit again. She says, I quoted, it just feels really synchronistic with Carl. Like, what the fuck? The draw is so powerful and so supercharged. I literally wrote, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But to be honest, a connection that powerful actually scares me. And then she opens up about a past heartbreak when someone she loved chose someone else. And that's okay. like what she's kind of comparing Carl and, to. And listen, I feel bad. That's that's terrible. And, yeah. you know, that is always a very hard situation. However, what did you think was going to happen coming on a show where you're trying to date someone who's literally in a relationship with another woman? I know. Like, if you had been through that situation and you've been the other woman, why would you put yourself back in that position to be the other woman? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like if you got 100%. your heart broke by someone who chose another woman, why would you then try to come into a relation into a situation and be the other woman? Like yeah. I don't know. Like I feel bad because no one deserves to be cheated on and no one deserves to be put in that situation and I mean I've gotten my heart broken too and it's it's a horrible feeling. We all have. Like it, it really is a a feeling an indescribable feeling if you've gotten your heart broken. But I'm just more like of all the TV shows to come on, this is not why the one. would you put yourself in this position to then go and try to date a man with a girlfriend if you have gotten your heart broken by a same situation? It's yeah. just, I don't understand it. And a lot of these people have actually do this. I know. It doesn't make sense to me either. I don't, I don't get it. Sorry. I'm just like, my mind was blown. I was like, Psh, like what? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> She keeps asking to sleep upstairs in his room and he seems he seems super hesitant. Mm-hmm. And then like honestly, the way that they edited this, I think he went and slept in her bunk bed with her. For real? Yeah, because the, at the end they panned like they walked away and then they the camera pans to where I know that the bunk beds were, not up to his bedroom upstairs. Weird. So I legit think that they went and slept in his bunk bed. Wow. I mean, her bunk bed. Yeah. So that, that was something weird that I noticed. That is very strange. But, like, again, very aggressive. Very. It, I, it's like I, to beg someone, it couldn't be me. Yeah. I'm not going to constantly beg you to do all these things with me. Like, you either want to or you don't. Like, to yeah. be quite honest. Like, I just feel like that's so uncomfortable to be like, please, come on, just sleep with me. I won't do anything. Like, 
Yeah, that's, oh that's a lot. <laughs> it's strange. Yeah, very, very, very. So John, he's talking to Catherine by the pool. He says that his eyes are open to the fact that Katie's been manipulating him throughout the mm-hmm. course of them dating and has made him feel that everything is his fault. And she's thankful that he's opening up to her. Yeah. And then she says, are you willing to let go of what's holding you back? Any thoughts on that? You know, my biggest thing is like, I'm just curious how these girls are still open and willing to want to date John or any of the guys who are constantly talking about their girlfriend. I know. Every single time we go to John, he's talking about Katie. Every Mm -hmm. single time. Good, bad, ugly. I don't care. He's still talking about Katie. Yeah. He's still obsessed with her. Even if he's talking shit on her, he's still obsessed with her. Yeah. Why are these girls still like so pressed to date him? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I just, I feel like after the first couple times, I'd give him a pass. Yeah, you're in this tough situation, but we're getting to the latter end of your experience and you're still obsessed. Like, I'm backing off. Yeah. Unless I'm just trying to have sex with you, I, as a woman, would know there's no way this man has feelings for me or is going to want something after the island because he's still talking about his girlfriend, even in a negative way, you're still talking about her. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess unless they just want to have sex with him because it's been a month of no sex, then I get it. But I'm just like, my mind is blown how persistent some of these girls are or, and guys too, with like how some of these singles are all say persistent when all that they're doing is talking about their significant others. Like, I just don't understand it. I think it's just like a competitive aspect. It's like all these girls just want to be like chosen and like they're competing and it's just like, you know, like that type of bullshit. I mean, I guess. It's just well, like- also, like I think too, like me and Aaron were the exception of the rule because we have a podcast and we're on a reality show. So obviously we talk about our exes and our relationships. Yes. So we're the exception of the rule. But I will say if you're ever with someone – and they're like, you're in the privacy of your home and they're not like a public figure or have a podcast. And they're like, you're in the privacy of your home and they're talking shit or they like have hatred for their ex. They're still in love with their ex, period. Yeah. End of story. Like period, end of story. So everyone rule of thumb. If you're with someone and they can't stop talking about their ex or they hate their ex or all this shit, mm-hmm. they are still in love with their ex, period, end of story, like done like anyone that's not in love with someone they're not going to be like they're not going to be affected by their ex at all whatsoever it's going to be irrelevant you know I think the only way to be able to talk about your ex is if you're like comparing it to like a story or a situation or like trying to give advice or something you know what I mean if you have like active like anger and hatred though Yes, like bringing it up home. out of nowhere. Yeah, no, dude, that's you still got feelings that you need yeah. to resolve. <laughs> like, very. Uh, very different. Yes. Side note: Catherine's hair, very pretty. Yeah, she. She. I think she's a beautiful girl. No, she I've, is. I've always I that. love her hair. Aw. So back to the mountain villa. Mm-hmm. Wynn is talking to Katie and is acknowledging that she is his only romantic connection. And he sees that she's getting closer to Johnny. Yeah. And he wants to make it known that he's still fighting for her. Mm-hmm. She explains to Wynn that this is her life and he needs to respect the choices and connections that she's making. And you can tell there's definitely underlying tension between Johnny and Wynn because 
freaking Katie is just kind of talking shit to Johnny. She's like, I just had to redirect for the seventh time. And then like yeah. Johnny like, kind of like laughing. Is that true though? Because well, yeah. like, I'm going to be honest, like I'm getting like, I'm getting annoyed with Wynn too. Like mm-hmm. let it go. She's not interested, but I'm just a viewer who's seeing a clip. So I I wanted to ask you, um, and like I know he's a good person because you've reiterated that and I've met him at the viewing party in LA last year two years ago whatever and he is a very nice person but you can be a nice person and still be like kind of like creepy in a moment yeah like take him being a good person aside was he kind of like constantly putting his himself between the two of them because she said again like for the seventh time like was he doing that a lot like because that would get annoying too uh I would say yes and no. I would say yes because I think he was confused because or like was she leading him on. She was leading him on the entire okay. time. So okay. that's the thing. I mean, she went from literally telling him to his face, like, you're the only man that can rock my world. And now she's like not going on dates with him, but like still flirting with him all the time. Like she was leading him on the whole time. Okay. But at the same time, she was also at this point was like, it was very clear, like her and Johnny are like kind of a done deal. Yeah. So I see both sides of it, but okay. she never really gave Wynn any closure. Yeah. So okay, then. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So Wynn is at the door of Katie's room while Johnny's in there. And Johnny thinks it's weird and creepy that Wynn would come into a girl's bedroom while she's in bed with another man. I, I mean, put, I do agree with that. I think I it's do, weird. I do agree. I put yikes, and then Johnny calls him desperate. Katie walks with Wynn outside and explains how nothing sexual is happening with her and Johnny, which I don't really know why she needs to explain that to Wynn. Yeah, I think it's for attention. She likes yeah. that attention. Yeah. Because, like, if she- you – in your heart, like, knew you wanted to be with Johnny and you felt like Wynn was being weird and you were so annoyed, you would have been like, go away. Like, don't – you're not coming in my room. I'm not going out. But it's the attention. She wants people to know that, she, you know, these guys are fighting for her, which I yeah. get. Go off, sis. But let's not act like it was for anything other than the sole fact that she yeah. had men fighting for her and she wanted that attention. <laughs> Because she even tells Wynn, she's like, Johnny didn't even try to make a move and she finds it respectful. She's like, basically, like, I don't know. She's just trying to make Wynn feel better. But it's like, why are you trying to make Wynn feel better? I don't really get it. I do agree with that. Sorry. That he should have said it like an hour ago, like she said. Yeah. Before they went into bed. Yes. I agree too, as well. She thinks Wynn is making a scene by coming to her bedroom to warn her about Johnny. And then Johnny just says, before they get into bed, just ignore him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because, I mean, I mean, going back to what we talked about earlier, Johnny probably was starting to panic a little bit yeah. when, when, you know, came to the door. going to tell the truth. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Okay. So now the long-awaited moment, video message time. I will say filming this was so awkward because they had us, like, do the walk to the to the ipad 500 million times it was and then we so would like, hot out too and then you would sit there it. and they would be like okay now just sit there mm-hmm. okay then you would watch it and then afterwards they'd be, they'd be like okay open the top again okay close right. it open the yeah. top again close it <laughs> it mm-hmm. was like so awkward and yeah. weird and this was probably one of the most staged things just with like how many times we had to walk in and out and open the top and close the lid and open the top yeah. and close the lid and hold the iPad. It was so lot. stressful because 
like every situation, first of all, being on TV in general is very weird with all the cameras and the interviews and all that. But like, for the most part, you're not alone. So you're either with your four girls, one of them, two of them, you're on a date. So you have someone else there. You're being surrounded by cameras and you're being, you know, mic'd up and kind of like persuaded. But I felt like this was the first time where we were literally alone, getting Mm -hmm. filmed alone, walking up, sitting down, like you're by yourself. So you don't have anyone to confide in. You know what I mean? Even if it's a single guy you don't really want to talk to, you at least have someone there. Because when we do interviews, like when we do the interviews or confessionals, like you're talking to a producer who you're more than likely close with. It's a casual interview. You feel fine. You can see your friends in the distance or, you know. Yeah. This was very – I had horrible anxiety doing this scene. Same. It was terrible because you're like, what the fuck am I going to see? Yeah, just awkward. Awkward, Mm -hmm. awkward. Okay, so Nicole is up first. And then in her video from Carl, he says that he loves her and misses her. The experience has been – fun and crazy he's a little disappointed and hurt by things he's seen but that doesn't change how much he loves her hopes they can meet at the end of this and figure out their next direction and tells her to keep having fun and that he loves her and then he tells her to dive into the experience which i will say in real life when after he said that that really pissed her off she was furious after i mean she looks i literally wrote she looks disgusted yeah she She was literally looks disgusted watching that message that was kind of the nail in the coffin at that point for him when as soon as he said dive into this experience, she was like, okay, fuck off. Like she was not yeah. – she talked about it the whole day that day, how pissed she was. Yeah. So I put – she seems upset by his message because mm-hmm. it came off judging and not self-reflective. She thinks being here has taught her a lot about herself and she's getting emotional even talking about it. And I hate that she says he brought her there to test her. Like that is so fucked up. But I think that's exactly what happened. I think that he was not expecting her to, you know, grow some balls. And I don't know, Nicole, um, you know, she seems like a very strong person to begin with. But I think that he was not expecting for her to have these like self-reflections, grow some balls, kind of be head honcho. You know, things have now switched up and she's the one in charge running the show. And again, it's like, Everything he's doing and saying, I feel like, is out of spite based off of the fact that, like, she's beat him to the punch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I like, agree. His video did sound judgy. Yeah. Oh, God. But. Thank goodness. <laughs> We've all moved on to bigger and better things. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. Carl's Carl, message. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Nicole tells him that she's glad she came to this experience. She's realized their relationship has been very surface level, and she now knows there's a whole other level of depth that they can cover in their relationship. She's excited to open her heart and soul to him when they get home, and she loves them. Loves them. Loves him. Yeah. And he seems confused, but also agrees that their Mm -hmm. relationship is surface level. Yeah, he seems upset, but then again, he follows up with like, I'm, I've been in more in-depth relationships before, and I agree it's surface level, but, like, I feel like I'm the one who should have said that. Like, he seems upset. Yeah. And, again, it's just, like, I think you're mad that, like, she's forming her own fucking opinions about your relationship. Yeah. And you're almost mad that, like, she's saying more intuitive things than you are. 
Yeah. Like, that's how I genuinely feel watching this. I feel like he's pissed off that he didn't think of these things sooner. And now he's trying to like ride on that coattail of like what she's saying and what she's doing. Yeah. You know? I do not disagree. Yeah, I agree with literally everything he said. It just feels like she brought her, he brought her there thinking she's going to be broken and now he's disappointed that she's fine. Yeah, that she's doing great. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah. So now my turn and I basically just say I'm confused about wanting a message and getting answers and part of me doesn't want to see him because it will make this all harder to get through, which that is genuinely how I felt. I was like, I really didn't know if I wanted a message or not because I was like, okay, like I want to know what's going on over there. But then at the same time, like I kind of just want to get through this experience and want to remain oblivious and ignorant. Yeah. So going into it when you were walking up, like straight Mm -hmm. up, did you think you were getting a message? No. Yeah, because I just like when I realized it was really starting to hit me like how bad Evan was fucking up. And I was like, I just knew in my like heart and soul that he was probably, which we'll get into later, like feeling really guilty and that there's no way he was going to be able to let me know what was going on in 30 seconds. And I I figured he was going to panic and chicken out and not be able to say anything. Wow. So no, I, I knew there's no way. I was like, he's fucking up too bad to send me anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then and what was, was your fear real quick that if you got a message, what was your fear that you were going to see him talking about the other girl or him ending it or him like crying? What did you think? I thought that I was, he was probably going to talk about that. He was making another connection, but honestly, mm. like I kind of wish like that he did <laughs> because yeah. I would have been able to my whole life would be different if he would have left me. <laughs> you could have accepted that, like, it's coming out of his mouth. It, it couldn't be, like, a what-if situation. Like, if he did have sex, if whatever, like, you would be able to see him say, yep. I'm moving on, yep. you need to do the same, and then there's no confusing that. There's no trying to find a different... If Exactly. If he would have sent me just, like, a straight-up message, like, I would have definitely pursued connections in the house, and I my life would probably be different today. But, like, everything Damn. happens for a reason, so we're not going to think that way. Like, yeah. everything turned out the way it should. But, yeah, that would have been what I needed to say goodbye to him and then pursue other things 100%. Right. Which actually, fun fact, before we get into my reaction, when I open it and I don't see anything – um after afterwards like later in the day they don't show this on the show when the guys found out that I didn't get a 30 second message Val was fucking pissed okay wow. like he was it kind of became a thing because he was kind of talking shit about Evan and the 30 second message and he had some strong strong shit to say and he was telling it to everyone in the house and I was still at the point where I'm like okay this is still my boyfriend like Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going on we don't know for sure like I don't want you talking shit about my boyfriend like in this house to all the guys so I was pissed at Val okay so me and Val like it was not good I was telling guys like dude I'm fucking annoyed with him and I like was in my room and Val like found me and apologized was like I'm sorry he's like I'm just like heated about it like yeah he's like I could he could have just told you what's going on like things could be different like it just so fucked up that he's such a coward like like it's just I'm upset Mm -hmm. for you he's like that's what I'm upset for so no dude Val was fucking 
pissed. Wow. Like not a happy camper. Like I had never seen him mad before. He was really fucking mad. And then I was Shit. mad at Val and it was a whole thing. And then he like apologized to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. All because Evan didn't send a fucking 30 second message. God damn it, Evan. Ridiculous. So anyways, when I opened the lid, you just asked me if I thought I would get one. The first word out of my mouth when I see it is I knew it because mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to get a message. Yeah. And then um, and then I said like, oh my God. I was like, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit hurt that there's nothing in yeah, there. I'm confused. Like were you I, – I don't – I know we're like – I'm not trying to like hound you, but like, I genuinely don't know. Cause again, we don't really talk about this. Like, what did it feel like not getting a message? It was like, was it, uh, it was shocking because it was like all my gut feelings were just continuing to be true. Yeah. It was just shocking. Cause I was like, wow. Like, so I knew he wasn't going to send one cause he's obviously really fucking up, but a small little tiny part of me had hope that it was like, maybe he's not fucking up and it's just like manipulation and the way they're yeah. editing things. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, maybe he is going to send me something and it's going to be like sweet and like, everything's going to be fine. And then I was like, damn, like he really has nothing to say to me. Like I'm not even worth 30 seconds of this guy's time. Yeah. So yeah, it was shocking. And then I said, um, I think my message will smack some sense into him. And I think he will get emotional once he sees what he's doing to me. Well, which I think was successful. If you were right about one thing, it was that. Like, dear Lord. Oh, man. Um, No, this man had a full on panic attack after. Yeah, dude. So basically Evan before he's like in the confessional, I think before he actually sees my video before he walks in and he basically just says that he doesn't want to hurt me. He's feeling every emotion from happiness to absolute despair. And then I quoted, I respect her too much to try and tell her in 30 seconds, even though we may love each other, it doesn't mean we're supposed to be together forever. And that's like, that's on brands. Like the, I don't know how to tell her in 30 seconds. That's what I thought. That's what he like. I just knew that there's no way he's going to be able to tell me yeah. what he needs to say. I know, but I don't like that he said that he respects you too much to send you a message. Well, yeah, that's I, Yeah, like I think that, you know, your your 30-second message can be anything. Yeah. It doesn't have to be you breaking her heart. It doesn't have to be you leading yeah. her on. It could literally be 30 seconds of, hey, you know, I miss you. I'm figuring my shit out over here. I don't know what's going to happen. It could be anything. And yeah. I think that, like, it's just, like, he's trying to vic- victimize himself. Yeah. If that's, yes. if that's a real word. <laughs> like, I respect yeah, that is a real word, much. and he is trying to do that. You he's know? trying to get some sympathy. Yeah, absolutely. So the clip of me comes up, and then I started off with hi, babers. And yep. fun fact, you guys. I think I erased that word from my freaking memory because I literally forgot that we used to call each other that. When I rewatched this episode and saw myself say that, it like brought me back to like 2017. I was like, damn, that was a word in my vocabulary. Like I literally locked that shit out of my memory. Like I forgot about it. Wow. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. I really was like, whoa. Like I really locked that shit out of my Mm -hmm. brain trauma. Um, okay. And then I said, I love, and I really, really miss you. I'm having fun. I think you'd be so proud of me. Just be the man I know you want to be. Cause I'm seeing the old Evan and I know that's not who you are. And I know you want to make me proud. So just please do that. Cause I don't want you to give up on me and give up on us. Yeah. That was deep. 
<laughs> that was deep. And considering how things have turned out, it's fucking sad, you guys. It's just sad. Well, he was a great manipulator, so I mean, yeah. What can you do? Yeah, and then okay, let's talk about his reaction. Him crying in the confessional. So this how is badly you're hurting. I'll let you. I'll let you tell it, and then I'll say my opinions. Yeah, because I, I have some stuff to say. Okay. So this is my last note on his reaction. So he immediately had a reaction to literally the first sentence out of my mouth. Like I literally said, Hey babers. And he immediately was like broken. Yeah. He seems like simultaneously like pissed and upset while he's watching the video. Mm-hmm. And then, um, in the confessional is when he just starts fucking breaking down mm-hmm. and he says, I could just see it in her eyes. That poor girl's hurting so bad. I'm hurting the person that I've cared about the most for so long. Yeah. He's very upset, and I'm not going to lie. It seems genuine. Okay? I honestly wrote that. Like, he seems yeah. really upset. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think wrong. he's – I think he actually is. I think he's having a moment of what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. Because he knew he was not going to find anyone like you again. But he's in too deep. What the fuck did I do? He's in too deep, man. Too much has happened. Like, he knows it's a no. It's mm-hmm. never going to be now. And then he says, I know I'm going to break Casey. She doesn't deserve this. I've shared my entire life with her and not having Casey every day here with me. I've realized what we've been through together and why we're so close knit, why we've stuck together. I miss Casey so bad. I really do. He's sobbing. And I'm not going to lie, you guys, this whole scene, because I don't think I really watched it the first time. This is what fucked me up this episode, what I was talking about at the beginning. This whole scene of him sobbing and breaking down, talking about us like that, Mm -hmm. it fucked me up a little. Yeah, real. I'm not kidding. Real talk. Like, I started crying a little bit. Dude, I I really did. (laughs) You guys, I'm going to own something right now. I I can't describe why, but I, I felt bad for him. Because Same. he fucked up his whole life. He and fucked like, up his whole goddamn life, dude. Seriously. Like, so I genuinely you. was, like, crying with him. Like, you ruined your life. And you're right. Like, you you, you're, you had a best friend. And that is just – it really is – granted, this is his fault. But yeah. when you are so close with someone and you have – you become best friends with them and you lose them, it's deeper than just a breakup. Like, you are losing your best friend. Yeah. And I think he's now realizing the magnitude of the situation. Yeah. So before I say how I feel, how I felt watching this and how I feel right now, but the last thing he says, like, fuck, man, am I a scumbag? And then he puts his head against the door and he's just like distraught, devastated. And these are not crocodile tears. Like, I think, yeah, he's a manipulator and he may or may not have personality disorders. Yeah. But... This is, like, unless he's, like, just ready to win a goddamn Oscar, like, mm-hmm. this is very fucking real and genuine. And, like, he fi- it finally hit him, like what Aaron just said, the magnitude of his actions and what he did. And now it's, like, he's in too deep. It snowballed out of control, and he knows he can't take back everything he did, and he's fucked right now. It's, like, yeah. he finally realized, like, I'm fucked. Well, I think he liked the thrill of Morgan because she was new, and she's pretty, and she's fun. But then he realized, like, early on, he was never going to find a genuine person like you. And that's why he was so torn, because he had committed to Morgan. But then he also was realizing, like, fuck, I'm stuck. And obviously, I'm not saying Morgan's not, like, a good person. But I feel like he knew me, 
like deep down that you were a ride or die, you were his best friend. Like you can't just erase the memories that you guys have. And now he's like, really, I fucking weird. I think this was genuine. I really do. I do too. And this is what I'm going to admit to everyone right now. I have not cried over this situation in many, many, many years. Okay. And I, um, I really was like over Evan in a romantic and like relationship aspect pretty, like pretty immediately, like after TI, because I really like grieved the shit out of him for like three weeks after TI like really did. And then I was fine. It was almost like a light switch. However, watching this, I don't, I don't think I've ever grieved. I don't want to get emotional. I don't think I ever grieved the like best friend aspect of things. Yeah, no, it's okay. (laughs) I'm so upset. I I agree though. Like, I feel like we talked about this, like, I opened up to you about a situation I've been in as well. And it's really hard when you lose someone who you were so close with as a best friend who you did everything with. Like it's literally you have a funeral for someone and you don't like you grieve the relationship aspect because you were in a relationship, but then you forget to grieve the fact that you're also losing your best friend. Yeah. And even when I lost my best friend, like actually my best friend who passed away, Katie, I didn't properly grieve her and it fucked me up for years. Like she's been gone for eight years now. I would say like it took four years before actually like going to therapy and talking about it. And it set my, my life back so much. I was such an angry person. When I would drink, I was, you know, I wasn't fun to be around and I just never grieved the loss of that. And you have to. Yeah. And I just think, sorry, everyone, that I'm getting emotional right now. But I think, like, me and Evan, we've been, like, I said at the beginning, we've really been, like, built into these, like, characters. Like, villain, America's sweetheart, cheaters. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just been built into this thing. And it's been brushed under the rug. Like, he was my best friend in the whole world, you guys. Like, we did everything together. And... He didn't just, like, cheat on me and, like, break my heart. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, fall in love. Like, that's fine, okay? Not everyone stays in love forever, but it's, like, as my best friend, how could you do this to me? Yeah. You know? That's where it's, like, if you fall in love with someone, it's, like, okay, like, I can respect that. Like, I can – that's cool. Mm -hmm. But after everything that we've been through and he's talking about it and, like, how close we were, it's just – like, I just don't understand how we could do this. And that I still need to grieve and, like, get past. Yeah. Like, how can you do that to someone that – He was my best friend the whole world. Like, about. most yeah. people have, like, a girl best friend. It's like, no, dude. Like, me and Evan were together 24-7 for, like, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was my ride or die. Like, and it's just, what the fuck did you do? Like, yeah. was it worth it? <laughs> I don't I think mean, so. I don't think it was – I think that – And the thing is, though, is that you've been able to talk about it and open about it. And that's what's helped you, like, heal from this experience. I know nothing about Evan. I don't even know if he has social media. I I have no idea. But from what I can assume is that the progress that you've made and 
the way that you've been able to like move on from this and like reflect on it and stuff, because you've done that, you're now a completely different person. Someone you're proud of, some of someone people are proud of, like there's just no way in hell that he has healed from it at all. He's stuck and it's sad. Yeah. So that's the thing you guys is I'm totally healed and fine. And I have been for many years from like the romantic and relationship aspect. I don't, I don't ever want to be with him again. I don't have those type of feelings, but watching this again, it made me realize that like the best friend aspect is something that I definitely have not healed from losing my best friend. Yeah. So yeah, as you can tell, I can't even talk about it without getting emotional. And it's so bizarre because I never fucking cry. But yeah, this scene and seeing him like that, I didn't really watch it the first time, like four years ago. And watching it, I was like, okay, now I have something I need to talk about in therapy because I'm clearly not over that. Yeah. So yeah. But like, <laughs> Good that's times. okay though. It's okay to notice these things about yourself and like, it's healthy. Like, it's healthy to feel this way and be so self-aware yeah true and also like what you just said because you had to grieve like your girl best friend who passed Uh away it's like everyone like if you have a best friend that you have a falling out with or they pass away or something it's like that's a real very important relationship in your life like you Uh have to grieve and heal from that it's not a casual thing yes that's something that I realize is like Mm -hmm. even though I think that what people forget and not to cut you off is that like, depending on like the severity of what happened, you almost, the reason that you don't grieve it, because think about it, when you lose someone, you either have a falling out or they pass away. And I feel like, and like for me, when my friend passed away, I was angry. I was angry at her. I was angry at you know, God, the universe, I was pissed off at everyone. And that's why I didn't properly grieve her because I was just angry. And I think that with the Evan situation, not to speak for you, but because of what he did to you, it was so much easier to just be mad at him and cut him out completely and never talk about it again. That's how I was with Katie when she passed away. I was so upset. I didn't want to talk about it. I was like, you know, I didn't, I literally like wasn't crying and stuff. Like I just like did not want to talk about it at all. And I think that it's easier to do that than to like face it head on and accept that that person's gone. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of maybe similar. And like I've unfortunately some of my other friends who I thought would be, you know, in my wedding at one point, I'm no longer friends with based off of things that they've done. Yeah. And for a while I was angry too, but I've learned to forgive them because it's just healthier. Yeah, to, to not have that burden of like the grief or the anger and stuff. Yeah, and just I, re- yeah, and just reliving it and seeing how close you guys were is probably really sad. Yeah, we have to move forward. But the last thing that I'm going to say is you kind of just hit the nail on the head. I think I was like at first I was just so angry and so shocked by his uh-huh. behavior, and that I just like blocked him out, like blocked on everything. And I, I completely f- didn't even think about the fact that I was losing my best friend. It was all just about the relationship and the cheating and like him having sex with another girl. That's what I was focused on. Yeah. But, and that's what like, I feel like the public has like built it up into this, like just love triangle crazy thing. 
And I just forgot or maybe to protect myself that like, no, like, yeah, like he has problems and he was a horrible boyfriend, but as a best friend, like he was my world. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, and I just completely yeah. forgot about that until I saw him talking mm-hmm. about it in a clip and I'm like, Jesus Lord, I got to yeah. like grieve this now. <laughs> like, yeah. Because as much as he was, like, a scumbag in your relationship and, like, parts of your relationship, like, you can't forget about the fact that he actually at one point was still your best friend. No, yeah, you know, we had take different – the relationship part out of it. He'd still yeah. Your... We had different dynamics to our relationship. And, like, before everything, it was, like, he was my best friend. Like, yeah. we did everything. So, yeah, it was very sad and it fucked me up. <laughs> so we're going to get through that in therapy, everyone. <laughs> And I want to make this very fucking clear. I, you guys, I don't have feelings for Evan. No, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't ever want to be with him again. I don't ever want to speak to him again, but I just want it to be clear that we're not just characters in a TV show. This was like a real, my best friend of 10 years who I spent almost every single day with, like did some horrible, horrible shit to me. And that's what's hard to like wrap yeah. my mind around. And the last yeah. four years I've had to live without my best friend. So yeah. That's, and now you're having to relive it for the podcast. Yeah. And it's just, you know, feelings I, don't just go away. They don't just change. Like, they're always going to be there. And I think, too, if I would have got through watching this whole recap without ever getting upset, that would have been almost unnatural. So I feel yeah. like it's kind of good that, like, I finally got a little upset, you know? Yes. It's like I've been too, I've been too fine watching this shit. <laughs> like, it's been too okay. I've been too okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, breakdown over. It's Shari's time. So she's confident that she's getting a message and her mind is racing because she just wants to know like what Javen has to say. He calls her baby girl and hopes everything is well. He hopes she's making connections and getting to know people. He's having fun um, developing as a man apart from her and he's learning a lot about himself. He can't wait till they can come together and share their experiences. He Uh misses her and thinks about her every night and he reminds her to have fun and loosen up a bit and says he's loosening up as well. And then basically her reaction, she's just proud of Javen that he's doing so good. They are both learning to be open-minded and accepting of relationships outside of each other. And she's glad that they're both growing in the same direction. Yeah, all I'll say on that is that she seems happy and that they're learning to be more open-minded. Do I believe that it'll carry on outside of the island? No, I don't think, again, that they'll be allowed to have friends, but... I think that it's nice they're both like synchronized in what they're saying and it's like they're having a parallel experience, but I don't know if they actually mean what they're saying. That's, you know. Yeah, I can agree. So Javen, he says that he hopes she's having a good time and he's grinning over how beautiful she is and how she's everything he's asked for. He wants to see her come out of this the best woman she can be and he wants to come out of this the best man he can be whether they are together or not. I thought before he watched the video when he said when he says that in the confessional that was super freaking cute. Yeah. He just seems really happy too. Like, you know, Very happy. excited with his thing and then the best part is afterwards where he's like, "I love you, baby girl. I love you. I yeah. truly do." Yeah, no, it was so cute. So then in the the clip that she sent him, she says, hi, my love. She loves and misses him. She feels like she's grown and and become stronger and more grounded. She wants to let him know that he's strong too and hopes he's grown in a positive way. She can't wait to see where they go from here. And she loves him to the moon and back and can't wait to see him and blows him a kiss. 
And his reaction is so cute. He's just grinning ear to ear. He says, that was nice. And he's just so happy. He says she's beautiful as ever. He's so happy about the moon and back comment. And he loves how positive and happy she looks. I thought his reaction was freaking adorable. Yeah. That's, it was so cute. He just seems so happy. So yeah, we're here for that. Great clips. (laughs) Great, (laughs) great clips for them. (laughs) No breakdowns needed after recapping them. (laughs) So Katie, she says that she's nervous and is prepared and isn't even sure if she's getting a message after things he may have seen. She literally starts crying the second she holds the iPad. I mean, I honestly feel like you can tell she's conflicted. And I I honestly mean that. I really think that she does love him, but she's just torn. Yeah, I agree. I think that you can feel that way. It's not like black or white. You love someone you don't. Like, you know, it's normal to have these confusing like am I with the right person I'm not saying that like it's healthy but let's not act like she's like the craziest person for contemplating if she's with the right yeah the right guy or not and I honestly think she really is confused I do too and I think her emotions have come out very genuine throughout this whole process you can tell she, she feels guilty yeah so John's clip to Katie he says hey Katie I love you, babe, and miss you so much. He thinks they shouldn't have signed up for this. Yep. He saw some bonfire clips that he was very disappointed by, and he's very upset by that, and it really hurts him to see that. His voice is kind of cracking the whole time. He says that she may have been triggered by something she may have seen, and I think that's his way of like trying to make sense of her actions. Yeah. And then he says he's tried to maintain his loyalty to her, and that's all he wants to tell her right now. And she's literally crying and closing her eyes the entire time. Yeah. During I, I, honestly, I got pretty emotional watching this one as yeah. well. I felt really bad. And I just think, honestly, though, it goes to show what kind of man John is, the fact that he made excuses for her actions by trying to blame himself. Like, you know, maybe you saw something you didn't like, but, and it's like, you know, that's just, that goes to show how much he really loves her regardless of what we're about to see or anything is that like, he's still making like excuses for her. Yeah. He's not blaming her. He's like, you know, he's trying. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. God. She doesn't want him to hurt and she doesn't want to break his heart. And she does admit she feels like she disrespected him and she feels bad. She thinks she might have made a mistake and she's very confused. Yep. So, yeah, I I feel for her. But everything I felt kind of changed a little when I tell you my jaw dropped in this situation, what we're about to talk about. Oh, when – oh, yes. Fuck. Yeah. Dude, I have so many questions and we have so little time. All right. Let's I know. Go. You guys, we're like in a rush because we both have to get to our jobs. So we're yes. trying to wrap this up. Bro, Katie didn't leave John a message. Let's just start there, honestly. I wrote it in all caps, no message. I totally forgot about this. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the two people that are doing the most quote unquote cheating didn't leave messages. My jaw dropped. Did you know beforehand though? Like did she tell you guys she wasn't going to leave one? No. 
And it wow. made it really awkward for me because obviously I didn't get a message and it caused like some commotion in our house. Like I was upset. Val was pissed. Me and Val were fighting. All the guys were talking about it. It was like a thing. And then meanwhile, she's over in the corner like, fuck, I did the same thing to John. So she never told you guys she didn't leave a message. No, not till we didn't find out till later. Like beforehand, we didn't. She said she wasn't sure if she was going to leave one or not. Why would she not leave one? What did he do to her? Dude, I don't know. I My think it's the, I think it's the same thing as Evan. I think they both were just in too fucking deep and didn't know what to say in 30 seconds. It's like a guilt thing. Being no, like I un- think that's I so rude. I'm going to be honest. That's so me. I don't care how guilty you feel to not have the time to leave I know. a 30 second message. Oh my gosh. Especially in this experience. Yeah. So he basically just says it was really tough not getting a message. He thought they were so strong and they would get through this. He was even going to propose if she could get through this with loyalty and respect. And that obviously didn't happen. Wow. Okay. So now the last little scene we're going to recap. This was my favorite part of the episode. (laughs) It was okay. It was my favorite, but it also just made me fucking sad again, dude. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Everything's fine. I'm going to talk about this in therapy. So all, the, <laughs> so all the guys in the bedroom, I did put crying, laughing face emojis because the tension is fucking high. Okay. Dude. Evan is like back in the corner against he the wall. Just, so just distraught and uncomfortable during this conversation. Yeah. Jamin is just on the bed fighting back his smile because he's just beyond happy with his clip. Evan's right. pacing in the background. Yep. So just the different emotions in this room right now are hilarious. So then John sits down. He tells the guys he didn't get a video from Katie. And all the guys are saying that's tough. And then immediately the camera pans to Evan with his arms crossed and his head down against the wall. He's literally like, fuck, dude. He's like a mess. So the camera, five stars to you, gold stars, trophies. Mm -hmm. You're killing it at your job. So then John says he thinks that she didn't leave a message for one of these three reasons. Either one, she's feeling too guilty to send one. Two, she's angry at him for something. Or three, she really likes this dude in the last clip and realizes that she doesn't want to be with John. Yeah. Javen, he speaks up and says he like kind of went off. He was like, that shit pisses me off. He's like, I'm sorry. It's not my relationship. That's not my girl. But that shit, you're a good dude, bro. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's just Evan in the fucking background this whole time. Just what the fuck? Panicking. And then John's like explaining how like I don't think she realized. I quoted him. I I mean, it's a parallel experience because Evan, it's the same situation. Like he was going to have to move out of your place. Like he wasn't like – thinking clearly and that's basically what john's saying about katie but all right go ahead read the quote (laughs) (laughs) john replies to javen with is she even thinking about the big picture she's gonna have to move out of my house this guy lives in new york and if she can really fall in love in this short amount of time that we've been here man that's just telling me a lot about how she is and then i wrote evan is shook he's just sniffling his tears back and he's quiet in the background Uh and it was it was like noticeable enough that john literally asks evan if he's okay and then he (laughs) he just goes off 
he's shaking his head and he's like and he's about his clip and he's like my clip was not hot man he's like um she's crying man you know just saying she's seen some things and she's seen the old ev basically and uh but telling me that i'd be proud of her on how she's conducting herself he's like sobbing and then he says i I think this was in the confessional i don't want to be no fucking monster i just don't know man I feel like I'm just a scumbag both ways. I'm all twisted, man. I feel like I'm just fucking up. I The reason I said this is like my favorite clip and the reason I find it kind of hilarious is that when he's saying all of this, you, you can tell he's looking for some type of like validation Help or like affect, affection from the guys to be like, yo, you're good, dude. Like, it's all right. Like, your situation's different. Like, None of the guys say anything. They don't comfort him at all. They're like, yeah, you fucked up. They're literally silent, Like, you know when you, like, are, like, confiding in someone and you want them to, like, give you, again, like, words of affirmation or they you want, like, Mm -hmm. them to just make you feel confident in in the situation you put yourself in? Like, they are just absolutely, like, we can't help you here. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they agree with everything that he's saying. Yeah, so like, dude, like, yeah, you fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> this is not good. What's what's doing? They they literally have no words. They're like, we can't tell you what you want to hear because then we'd be liars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you can tell the tension is high. Um. Okay, you guys. Again, another two hour fucking episode. Jesus Christ. Literally. Sorry, I don't mean to say the Lord's name in vain to anyone that gets offended by that. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we thought this would be a short episode. It's not like usual. We always do like this. We just, yeah, we do it every time. Um, I, I'm sorry that I got emotional. That sh- I'm telling you guys this. I can't even talk about it without Don't crying. apologize. It's just so weird because, like, honestly, Aaron, I have not cried over this in so many years. And it's just – it really surprised me that that is what upset me. Right. You know, because everything yeah. else like, I don't give a fuck about. But that I was like, okay, this is something I need to talk about in therapy. Like I have mm-hmm. not. This is the last puzzle. This is the last little puzzle piece of my healing journey. Yeah. This, I definitely realized. I'm like, I need to discuss this. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I mean, it's healthy. And I honestly think that it'll be nice for the listeners to get a different side of you too. Like it's all good to be vulnerable and stuff. And these emotions are going to come out. And like you said, it would almost be weird if they didn't, especially having to rewatch this. Cause it doesn't matter how long it's been. The situation still happened and the emotions are still there. They're not just going to go away. Yeah. It's still so. a very, at the end of the day, it's very entertaining, but it's really, it's a very sad, sad situation that happens. Yeah. Um, alrighty, you guys, anything before I say our little spiel? No, just, we love you guys. Thank you for the support. And we hope you enjoy this episode. Yep. So as usual, go follow us on Instagram at It's Tempting Pod. If you have any questions or concerns, our email is it's temptingpod at gmail.com. Please go like, follow, subscribe, leave five-star reviews, leave a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I think that's it, you guys. We'll see you guys next week. We love you all. And bye. Bye.